up, everybody? It's been a minute. Uh, we've been diving into so many video games, and you know we love video games. Uh, finally got Brian to play Baldur's Gate with some buddies last night. That's right. It, it was. Did you have fun, Brian? It was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the main thing, you know, with all these video games, which we are lucky to have, thank you, gaming companies, everyone who works very hard on them. Um, but the reason we were talking so much about video games is because of, you know, the actor's strike, writer's strike, all that. And we, you know, in Solidarity stood with them and did not review or do any promotion, if not very little. Maybe I did like a quick sentence shout out, like, hey, I enjoy this, boom. But, you know, it's... We didn't really talk about it, review it. Yeah. Um, but today, with the strike, you know, more or less over, it might kick back up again. We'll see with the with agreements and stuff. But we're finally go back go, uh, going back in to movies. <laughs> There's a bunch oh, yeah. of movies and shows that came out. Uh, Brian saw some. I saw some. We saw a bunch together. There's even some movies that came out before that we're like, uh, we probably shouldn't touch this to stand with the writers and actors. Yeah. Um, but definitely a bunch that did uh, premiere over, and we still saw them. You know, support them. You know, the cast and crew—they still worked on them. Writers still worked on them hard, so felt the need to support them. But of course, um, we stood. We stand with with them. What they did. If they continue again, we won't promote it. But there was so much good stuff, and there's a lot <laughs> to get through. Um, a lot of amazing moments and. Good, just overall, this year's just been amazing for content, I gotta say. Um, I think there's only one thing that I saw was that didn't hit, I thought, as good as it should have, or was lacking a little, but uh, we can get more into that later. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some that even over, like, surprised us. Oh, went yeah. Above and beyond uh, expectations. Yeah. Uh, the, if you're thinking about the one I'm thinking of, that just happened recently after the strike, but still, we're gonna talk about that one. Um but first, uh, we'll start with the two big ones I think we've been dying to talk about. Uh, let's do it. Just absolutely floored by both shows. But let's start with, of course, let's start with Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. Oh, oh, I was man. so that, sad that we couldn't talk about this on oh, the podcast. Dude, we were, it's like we were that meme of that kid, like his veins are popping. We were like, <laughs> it's like. We were selfish in the way that we want to talk about it, to share how much we love about it, what we loved about it, but just like fuck, like. Anyway, um, short and sweet, Ahsoka is essentially Rebels Part Five, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, Very much, these yeah. Cast of characters, um, who we some of us have gotten to know, and if you're like my uh, older parents who don't know these characters, it's an introduction to them, and just new adventures in the you know sequel side of the story. Of Star Wars in that, you know, franchise. And they just did some amazing things. And it was just really well done. And new things. Uh, let me start with uh, just the actors killed it. Everybody did oh, their the actors fucking are great. job. Uh, they sold it. I don't care what anyone says. Like, I didn't like Rosario Dyson. Just, you didn't watch it the same way I did. I just got to say. It was, I was captivated. Everyone was in on it if, if they say they hated it later sorry you went through it, but god damn you guys sold like it was great so shout out to the actors like, they they uh, did a very good job the returning characters those actors did a very good job of i believe representing the characters as they would be in that period of time because a lot of time has passed when you think about it between 
season four rebels and ahsoka like those characters have done a little bit of changing and we get to see a lot of that between particularly two characters uh that i know we're going to be talking about yeah so the main story follows ahsoka a jedi kind of between the lines finding their way they they want to find their old friend ezra Right with um, Ahsoka works with Sabine, a Mandalorian who she worked with before in Rebels, and they they have like a you know conflicted friendship mentorship, uh, you know throughout the course of the story they go and they try to find Ezra with some few surprises along the way too. Um, it, it's just a, a fun adventure they're growing together, and uh, of course this is Dave Filoni's baby, right? So this story is really well taken care of, thorough and. Great story points from before and story points that will happen. They just, they just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Blend together. It, it just, it's pretty seamless in my opinion. Um, then we go to, you know, there's two new villains, which are really, really oh well done. My God. Um, there's like this yeah. Sith, well, sort of Sith, right? And he has his, you know, dark the side two, wielders. His yeah. And, uh, R.I.P. to the actor who played uh, Ray Stevens, dude. He, Ray Stevens, thank can you. Can I just say this real quick? Like, Ray Stevens did such a good job that Balin became like one of my favorite characters of that se- of that series, and it's really, really unfortunate that we will not get that same version of the character anymore. I I really do hope that going forward they don't just try to write him out because i feel like where they left Balin off in this series he has so much potential to kind of trek to a, a part of the overall like star wars mythos and like the the story of like the force and like the you know the father brother and sister that we haven't been to yet and to kind of have Balin just be kind of forgotten about would be a very big shame yeah, I, I totally agree. And yeah, Ray Stevens is arguably one of the best parts. Seeing him on screen, doing his thing. He He's not there for a long time, but he's there for a great time too um, in the show. And uh, really quick, big spoilers coming ahead. Um, we see some great moments because Ahsoka's trying to mentor Sabine. But of course, people who are familiar with the story, Ahsoka's mentor is none other than Anakin Skywalker. We get some great... Anakin interactions. Hayden Christensen oh, comes back and reprises man. his role, and it's really man. well done. There's like holograms of him in like the original Clone Wars armor, like training her. And then you know, there's a moment where she's fighting Balin. She gets pulled back to this place called the Place Between Worlds, and of course, she runs into, you know, the Chosen One there, his spirit or whatever. And oh, it's what a sequence. It like, was really fucking well done. Uh, like, to, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, it's like this is something that's been kind of like on my chest for a while. But like to the yes. people that look at the prequel movies, or the prequel trilogy, and say that uh, Hayden Christensen is a bad actor, I I hand them Episode Five of Ahsoka and be like, tell me that you know it's not always the actor's fault because holy shit i couldn't believe that hayden was pulling off acting like matt lanter's clone wars anakin because there was so much 
of the Matt Lanter Anakin, like in his performance during the, especially like in the flashback uh, kind of uh, sequences of that, uh, the whole ordeal. But I was just like, fuck, dude, like they gave him too much shit back then when it wasn't necessarily his fault. Oh, like, yeah. sure, he, sure, he was a young actor, but at the same time, George Lucas isn't an actor director. No. Um, so you have to give him a break. Yeah, and that whole flashback sequence of him talking to young Ahsoka was also great. Um, and we see, like, the clones, you know, Tamara Morrison's doing the voice. It's just, it was just, like, a real good for lack of a better term, like bone, they're throwing their prequel fans and fans of Clone Wars. It was just amazing. And then we take it even further because later it's Ahsoka and Anakin uh, in the, you know, the place between worlds. And Ahsoka's like, I know what you become. And he's, you know, like, are you sure? You know, like, and we see like, it's like, oh, it's Anakin, but good. But it's like Anakin, the whole thing, it's, right? He's it's also so... Vader. It was so cool. Like seeing him like become Vader before Ahsoka's eyes you know, and the flashes of his, like, silhouette as Vader, and then essentially Soka fighting Vader, you know, herself, was just in the place between just, worlds. It was... Just that, like, delivery, where it's like, it's like, yeah, we you become more powerful than any of us could have realized, and you could do much worse than any of us ever realized, and he's like, is that what this is about? <laughs> and he's like, are you serious? It's like, this whole time I've been trying to teach you that take what you've learned and move forward. Don't fucking worry about it. And it's like, nah. But dude, that one, I always remember this one part where like he gets frustrated, right? And he's like, okay, back to the beginning. And he's like, before I gave you choice, live. Red lightsaber pops up. Yeah. Turns around, you start getting like the end of episode three. Anakin, it's like more pale, and his eyes are turning orange. Yeah. It's like or die, and then he, and then he just Hayden just like flips into Vader mode, and it's like it has that like monotone like Lord Vader kind of kind of yeah. voice. It's like oh my god, what the fuck? It's so good. It's so all the fucking accolades of that episode alone i was like like it was already good like this just brought it further it's again another thing that just, i think elevates the franchise even more um now i want to ask uh, you one that, question oh go ahead go ahead uh, uh, before we move on um now i know that a lot of people are talking about ahsoka especially um you know having this like question was like hey you know she she's acting really differently and she's acting um you know not herself uh do you do you think that even after this whole ordeal do you think uh you know there wasn't a big huge change in her after afterwards um i don't know if that's fair cuz she's been through so much and Maybe yeah. she's just one way. She's like she settled on who she is, and also her journey's not quite over yet. There's room to grow and change or regress. Right. Um, I, I there was a lot of scrutiny for for this. Um, I, I think there was, it was a little too much. Like take a step back and enjoy the ride too. Don't 
overanalyze. At least yeah, that's the way I was seeing it from people coming at it like that. Because I feel like for some people are they're coming from, they're coming from the Ahsoka that we see in, you know, the last season of the Clone Wars or, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for some people it's Rebels or for some people it's the small snippets that she's been in the Mandalorian where she's, yeah. you know, she's kind of, you know, has that mixture of, you know, the younger Ahsoka, but still kind of the more, you know, you know, pulled back a little bit. But yeah. I don't know. For some, sometimes I, but the cynical side of me just thinks that a lot of people don't understand, um, uh, you know, how a character can change over time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's what happens to a character when they're off screen. Cause like we see, we see with Sabine, right? And yeah. we go from the end of Rebels, and we don't see her until, you know, uh, the beginning of Ahsoka. And when we come to find out later, where you know, when all of Mandalore gets glassed, we find out her fa- all, pretty much all her family's gone. So like the Rebels crew is her family now. And so it makes sense that she's kind of just alone on Lothal, you know, kind of brooding, not not really wanting to interact with everybody. Yeah. But then, you know, as the story goes along, you see the character growth. You see Sabine, you know, you know, doing what she has to to get Ezra back. Or you, we see we're talking about now, Ahsoka. The after the interaction between in the world between worlds with Anakin she's actually more open to being considered a Jedi. Like, cause what was the, what was the whole thing in like the promotion for the show and for the, um, episodes leading up to it? It's like, Oh, I'm no Jedi. It's like, I'm not a Jedi. And it's like, it's like, that's not who I am. And it's like, afterwards, like, okay, you know, being a Jedi, isn't what the text, like what the council or what the Academy, you know, was supposed to train me being a Jedi is who, you know, I choose it to be or like what I, my idea of a Jedi is not about what I've been taught, but it's what I use from those teachings and move forward on my own, which makes a really good parallel with Balin and Shin because they're not necessarily Sith and Balin used to be a Jedi. So he kind of has that in between where you know, he shows a lot of sympathy for, you know, Jedi or the remnants of Jedi, but he knows that power is the only way to change the system. So it's like that. I feel like this whole show, the underlying thing was more of the dualities between, you know, what's righteous and what's, you know, evil or what's, you know, selfish in a way. And that really just suits her character too from before. She's very gray in this world of bad good and this the show i think captures it really well with, with your your parallel of, of balen shin ahsoka and sabine and and even anakin and so forth um just want to uh add in addition that this shows like cinematically the shots were fucking great oh yeah um, feloni loves kurosawa of course with those the, the showdown shot you know, with Ahsoka <laughs> and Balin near the end, you know, just like almost in Last Jedi, the whole widescreen. I was like, fuck, that's beautiful. You know, and the sweeping landscapes. It's like, I think this one was, was like 
like uh that way like one of the stronger ones as far as star wars goes like wow like this imagery is fucking amazing um and a little nice surprise i think we got before we move on um just i didn't expect i mean we've seen the undead fight before in stars in yeah. a way we've gotten to like a, a non-canon book as well about stormtroopers fighting zombies but we see more of the magic in star wars the night sisters of dathomir or for wherever they are um fucking reanimate stormtroopers and they have to kill them again and i was like what? it's so and cool dude it was a really cool touch i was like i didn't expect that it makes sense how does of course the big bad thrawn you know, we've all been waiting for to see again. How does he have these people still? How is he still running this shit? It's like, oh, because they're fucking undead. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, <laughs> it makes sense. It, it's it's a nice direction, I think. Especially, I love that shit with zombies and all that. So I was like, oh, this is sick. Like, of course, this makes and it, to me makes sense. And that whole sequence, it's it's just all good. Like, if you were unsure, you made this far with all these spoilers. Uh, I implore you, please go watch it. Um, it is, especially if you enjoyed Rebels or Clone Wars. If you're even a little interested, it's a great way to you know dip your toes in the water to see what it's all about. To I, check out the other things. I will say though, um, I do kind of agree with people that this is this would have been called Rebels season five. The only reason that they probably called it Ahsoka is because the the Mando audience only knows Ahsoka and it's just a much easier market, like marketing, like face for the series. But it's like, if you love rebels, this is rebel season five. So go, so go watch it. It's worth, it's so worth it. All right. So that's just our little bit for Ahsoka. Um, there's another big one. I wanted to squeeze in a little one in between real quick. Oh. Uh, Castlevania came out. We mentioned it really quickly. Yeah. It got a uh, nomination for the Game of the Year awards for adaptation. Dope. I didn't think it was going to make it. But um, just really quickly, I won't give it give it too much time, but it was really fun. Uh, it came under a lot of scrutiny online. They, like, rechanged some of the characters, how they were envisioned or whatever. But, um, it, or you know, it's also hard to compare this show to a show that's had like four or five, like I think it was four seasons that were yeah. really good too. You have built up with those characters, and it's like, of course, a new story with Richter Belmont and where he's going, and they just introduce right away what already he's up against. You know, his family legacy, family enemies, and you know he escapes to a new land. Of course, there's fucking vampires he has to fight. Um, <laughs> his whip isn't quite like trevor's but still the same has a little juice in it um but yeah it's i think they it was really well done uh oh by the way it's called castlevania nocturne not just castlevania mm -hmm. um they're you know they're trying to stop the sun for a perpetual uh nighttime for the vampires and there's, of course there's you know classist tones of like the elite and the people in the poor they're harvesting them to eat them forever uh but yeah i was it was good. There was actually other unexpected things I, I didn't expect to see. Um, people had complaints about um, one of the people were captured, become a demon, and then they retained some of their memories. It's like, oh, he's not supposed to retain his memories. He's a demon now. And it was like, sigh. <laughs> you know, like, of all I the mean... things you could critique in Castlevania. <laughs> but... I mean, sure, if you don't want more story, I guess. 
Right. You just want blood, bloody action, mindless action. And of course, and it's like, that's why good. it's an adaptation though. It's not going to be exactly the same. I mean, yeah. shit, if they wanted to make a, a full, like full on, like one for one thing, they would have made a boring ass season with Simon Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> Just in barbarian like. I'm sorry, Castlevania fans. I though I know not a lot about uh, Castlevania. Simon could be fun, but all I know is he was the first character in the games, and he looks like a barbarian man, which doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> anyway, you, got, you uh, got Trevor that looks looks really nice. You have Richter that looks really nice, and in between, so for some reason, you have barbarian man. I don't understand. Uh, you actually finished it before I did, and you were like, you got to finish it, and we did, yeah. and I think one of the better episodes was he actually meets his grandpa, um, and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore because, you know, he lost everything and stuff, and his grandpa's like, well, I did too, and he basically bails him out too, but he doesn't 100% like throw him the keys, like there's a moment... He's like, I, he's like, you know, find it within yourself to free yourself. But it was cool seeing like this person who's like a, you know, in the Belmont name, a classic monster slayer. He's like, it's just not who I am anymore. And, the, you know, the washed up hero who's there to to help the new hero. You know, it's it was a nice way they did it with, with Juiced Belmont. That was that was pretty cool. Um, I, I thought that episode was really good. The guy who was voiced by, um, God damn, I can't remember his name. But he's in Game of Thrones. He's like Khaleesi's aide. I'm going to look it up later. But he, he did a great job. Oh, yeah. Um, so Fuck. Um, I'll look it up. Uh, but yeah, also uh, flowers to the voice actor or the actor who played Ulrochs. That Ulrochs honestly stole the fucking show. He was Ulrochs. like the coolest guy on screen. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass, Belmont. So I'm going to eradicate you. But first... I need to do, you know, whatever I want, <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. and eventually it's like, by necessity, it's like, uh, you know, the guys you're fighting aren't that great. I guess I can help you, but not directly, but he's still, that was like really cool side character, um, to see in Castlevania. So, and let's not forget the return of the boy. Oh, of course. Okay. Massive spoiler right <laughs> at the end. Of the episode, it seems dire. Team is running away. Uh, you know, oh, we're getting chased by vampires, and you know, we're like, "Where's, where's our boy, Dracula's son?" Last ten seconds, you know, stabs this big badass vampire through the heart. It's like, you know, I'm here. Don't you? You look like a Belmont. I guess I'm here to help. You know, it's like, boom. See you in season two. <laughs> uh, I was so intro. I was so waiting. Great. Yeah, me too. I was like, when is this guy showing up? I was like, nah, he's going to have a whole season with Richter. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to give Castlevania its flowers. That's all. Um, moving on. Let's go. Let's go talk about a movie. Um, I don't know if you saw this one, Brian, but uh, one of the movies that came out was Blue Beetle. The strike. I still have not seen uh, that yet. I, I just want to say it was very fun dc movie really well done uh, you could tell like this is the direction dc is ready to go in and it kind of just is like this is how they should do it you could tell they're not so like they were like corporate about it you know uh it felt like a good you know i watched it just to watch it too like not i wasn't there to critique it too much and sit back have fun it's like a 
a good origin story that kind of pulls in different elements like they took a page out of spider-man and almost like fast and furious with about family right but it's like not like dark brooding and stuff which is there's a right place for that but i feel like justice league tried to do too much of that blue beetle it's like let's just have fun here it is and boom like this is this is you know his culture who he is and it's going to shape who he is and it was really well done honestly so Okay. I just wanted to again give that movie its flowers. Uh, it didn't deserve like all these like DC fans. Like I don't know, it doesn't look like the movie. You should still support it, right? You're a fan of it. Like that's always what. I mean, would you say that? Like, out of the most recent things that's come out for DC, do you think it's one of the best things to come out? I think it was fucking great. Yeah, um, of the recent stuff. I mean, the Batman is kind of like I put it very high up. Um, but I, I put this movie pretty high up too. It's just super fun and it, it's just a good time. Like that, that's what a movie should be, right? It just does it well. And you know, okay. with the strikes and stuff and the promo, you know, promotions and fans like this doesn't look like it's for me. I think it is. People like just check it out. Like it, it's a fun time. I, I know there's other DC movies that came out. Uh, Marcelo saw the Flash. I still haven't seen. It. I don't know if I will at this point, but. Um, Maybe yeah. we should watch it together. Yeah. I don't know, just shit on it, <laughs> right? I don't know, um, but it was good. It was fun, and I just wish that they started doing like movies like this sooner. You know, you could, t- but they're late than never. Well, and you I know what? Not everybody could have a James Gunn story. Yeah, that too. Um, but yeah, Blue Beetle came out. It was good. And just seeing it like it was like oh it's on Max within a week of premiere I was like oh they didn't even give it a chance either. Uh, anyway, uh... Warner Brothers Discovery who who get who, who can know what the the geniuses at Warner Brothers Discovery or sorry say the genius at Warner Brothers Discovery <laughs> could uh, concoct for yeah, their fucking franchises. If you're thinking about seeing it. Go check it out. It's super fun, super good. It's, uh, it's like uh, like Spider Man. Honestly, if you really enjoyed Spider Man, it's like formulaic like that. Okay. I mean, it's not the same universe, but it's like same style. He's like a young guy gets the powers, and he has like you know hijinks and fun, and of course there's like a heartfelt. He it has a lot of heart too. I want to say. Okay. So Blue Beetle. Cool. Boom, throwing that out there. Um, let's see something that you've been seeing though. Actually, you know what? Let's come back to that later. Take it back. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Bites um, the dust. <laughs> oh, this one, yeah. You did see. I haven't seen it. My wife saw it. Was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that came out? Wait, you haven't seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it. Yet. I oh my god, Joel, you would love it. I know, but why, why don't you talk about it okay. first? Because I know that's something I haven't so, seen. So throwing your throwing so, that in for that. Uh, Mutant Mayhem, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is. A very, uh, I say it's like, because Ninja Turtles is the kind of series that every every couple years they go through a kind of um, recycling phase, where they'll have like a new version of the turtles to kind of modernize them a little bit, and they they've been doing that for a good while now, um, and so this one is interesting just because they are taking like the teenage like literally so they're a lot younger than they normally are in most series which is cool because it kind of 
it kind of makes it fresh because it's still it's still a Nickelodeon movie at the end of the day. So it's going to be, you know, for the kids. But um, yeah, the story is charming. The the art design is interesting for me. This is just a personal take. Um, I felt like the mutants looked better than the humans. Like, I felt like besides April, every other human, like, was purposely made to look ugly in contrast to, like, everybody, like, you know, persecuting, like, the people that became mutant mutants through, like, the mutagen, like, crisis and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, uh, if, if you're very into, like, the art style that, um, you know, Spider-Verse was, like, this is something that's right up that alley. It has... Um, very good in music. The 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 comedy for me is okay. I can see younger people really loving this because it's it's very much that young kind of like Gen Z TikTok um, humor. You know, it's just kind of like references and you know, you know, little quips like back to back to back for a little bit, but it's it's not as much to like make it like very like bogged down it's just like okay you know i understand they, these are kids they're gonna act like kids it makes sense yeah um but there's a lot of heart there's a lot of really good action shots i mean holy shit some of the action scenes in this in this movie are amazing especially getting close to finale they they went all out like they saw spider-verse and it, uh they just were like you know what Ninja Turtles need some of that action too, baby. We need to f get some of the best animators Nickelodeon can fucking pay for, and let's go. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, a very interesting movie, and you know, for a movie that has a, I think it's kind of a new villain. It's not a villain I'm familiar with, um, as far as just like being all mutants. Um, you know, for a movie that doesn't have like Shredder or the Krang in it, like they do a very good job of making this feel important. Like this is a this is a mission that they need to like save New York. You know, it's like a New York level threat. Um, that really kind of um lets the turtles kind of have their first time to shine as heroes, in a way. Um. But yeah, I I highly guarantee I highly recommend going to watch it. I think I think it's on Paramount, um, Paramount Plus. Oh, dude! All right. So highly recommend, it, especially if you're a Ninja Turtles fan. Like you'll love it. If you're an animation fan, you'll love it. Um, but yeah, Joel, you should go watch it for sure. I heard it's fun and fresh, and it's literally like like what you're saying. Like it captures like teenagers being teenagers and it's probably what makes it's, it hilarious too like i i keep i keep bringing it back to like spider-verse but it is, it is legitimately like teenage mutant ninja Turtles spider-verse movie it's the feel i got from the trailers and i'm like that's we need more animation like that too so that's that's good um another movie that came out i want to talk about really quick uh was this movie with john boyega tyona paris jamie fox and Kiefer sutherland it's oh. called they clone tyrone on netflix uh it was like a ode to like black exploitation films it was oh. pretty good um pretty fun it even has like this whole time like 
a old film grain on it. Ooh. Like almost for like the whole time. Like it's it's very subtle, but it's here and there. I kind of see it. it. It's cool. And um yeah, they just it's just a fun, fun film that came out. And of course, you know, they couldn't publicize it too much. But I just want to say I, I saw that during the strike and it was fun. Uh definitely some interesting moments and you know there's interesting sci-fi elements of course you know interesting. Okay. with our boy john boyega who's been to space right <laughs> so i was like i gotta see what he's in and you know him and jamie fox it was it was good it's fun so they clone tyrone on netflix good fun film you want to spend a couple hours with it uh, i just want to give that i'm gonna keep saying give it that as flowers because there's just some we saw and didn't see but that one i did make a point to see um Something else on Netflix that came out during the strike, which surprised me. Uh, one of our friends has been dying to get us into this anime franchise. He keeps fucking talking about it. <laughs> he loves it for the right reasons, right? Him and another friend. Um, shout out to Jameson. Um, but he's like, you know, let's check out the live action. Maybe they'll get you into the show. So talking about One Piece. Um, I'm not quite done with it, but I've been thoroughly surprised oh, okay. with this show. It's actually better than I thought it would be. Uh, the actors killing it. The show, you know, I was watching it with James. He's like, you know, they rushed some parts here, but for TV, it makes sense and it's good. You know, he was giving me the info in the background. But I think as far as Netflix anime adaptations go, it's pretty strong. And uh, the theme of like what we've been saying just continues. It just has a lot of heart. And it's believable. And yeah, just it's good. Honestly, it's just good. Um, especially when you compare mm -hmm. it to yeah, with Bebop and stuff. But yeah, um, I'm just I'm just surprised how how much I enjoyed it and I was enjoying it, and I know they're getting a season two, which I'm glad for because uh, the writing, the cast, everything, it's really well done. So I'm I'm just happy to see it continue. Will yeah. I watch a thousand episodes? I don't know, but what do you think, Brian? I know you were watching it. So I I did finish the the whole season, and this show had no right to be as good as it did. Like the yeah. the the star like the stars shouldn't have aligned for a show like one piece to have a very good live action adaptation but it just shows that the you have the right people on the team that care about a property as much as they do and they will do it justice like like we've seen so many live action anim anime adaptations over the years and there's lit there's a whole litany of problems either you know they they change too much of the 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 material to make it weird like they the pacing's off you know the the fucking costume design is off you know just the whole like the whole presentation is just usually like lackluster and not worth watching but for as something wild as a boy with uh, magical stretchy rubber band powers that wants to become king of the pirates and employs a crew of misfits to said pirate crew of a land of other people who have weird fucking powers that from fruit. <laughs> it works and it looks amazing. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to know how much, well, I'll find out maybe eventually, but like they probably spent a shit ton of money on this show. Oh yeah. And you could see the money in this show, like the designs, the, you know, the uh, recreation of the towns and villages that they go to in like within this arc that they, and that's another thing. Sometimes when I see anime adaptations and 
they're gonna go like steadfast through a whole bunch of arcs to kind of like do like one one story plot usually yeah. that's a that's a sense for disaster because you know they're gonna just butcher a whole story up but for one piece uh they do a really good job of taking what's important getting the themes of you know what's there and making it work for their story like we've like in the span of like what there's 10 episodes yeah it's 10 we're on we get <laughs> ten, 10 episodes you know we get a good idea of the backstory of why luffy wants to become king of the pirates or why he wants to be a pirate we meet mm -hmm. We meet Zolo, we meet um, Nami, we understand their story and their background. We meet Usopp, we figure out him. We meet Sanji, we we figure him out in like an episode and a half, and that's great. And it all ends up to uh, going to the uh, fight with Arlong. And, you know, that's a lot of, like, if you look at like the manga and the anime, that's a lot of story. Like, just to get to that yeah. point, and then to bring it into like a almost like an hour like maybe like 45 minute episodes depending on which episode mm -hmm. like yeah. they do a really good job of like setting that world and making you care about these characters for the point where they all join up as a crew you know like oh fuck they did it they they did one piece holy shit and then like you said now I just want more of it mm -hmm. uh yeah it's Again, you said it perfectly. It had no business being that good. <laughs> it fucking was. Um, like so, I you know when. No, yeah, this because trust me, there's another anime adaptation that we probably won't get to in this because I we, none of us have seen it yet. But um, Joel, I just found out. I know we're going. Out, I'm kind of going on a side tangent, but I just found out that the Yu Yu Hakusho live action that Netflix is coming out with, or it just came yeah. out with, um, it's a five episode season. What? And they're doing the entire first arc. Apparently, though, I've I've heard it's like the speed run, but it's good. I don't know if that's true, but but if the five episodes, I will be the judge of this. <laughs> that's like the ultimate speed run. Holy shit. <laughs> Damn. They're busting through like five stories <laughs> in five episodes. God. And I, I looked at the run times. The run times are like 45 minutes each. It's oh, not even an hour. God. The ultimate speed run. Holy shit. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh, sorry. Like anime, if you're... Con Whoa. Oh. Netflix if you like anime <laughs> uh, and in general, and you kind of want to dip your toes with One Piece, this is it. I mean, unless you want to do a thousand episodes, be my guest. Uh, but yeah, I probably won't do that. Uh, but yeah, it's good. Like I, said, I can actually say I enjoyed it. It's good. So, mm -hmm. One Piece. We saw it. Well, Brian saw hundred percent, ninety percent of it. Uh, next, I wanted to go to. Nope, not that one right yet. Um, another movie came out, I believe, during the strike. I'll double check in a second. But Indiana Jones 5? Oh, right? Did we yeah. talk about that? No, we, that didn't another... talk, we didn't talk about it. And I think it's because... Another... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no. Did you see it? I did. That's what I want to talk about. I did not see it. Okay. I want to well, see it. Uh, I think it's on Disney Plus now. 
Um, I won't be too spoilery. I mean, I've been, I've been a little vague with some of our descriptions on purpose, but um, again, another movie uh, that probably could have done better box office wise, but the strikes kind of messed it up, uh, especially with Disney. We be very transparent with how they feel. Mr. You know who up top, uh, maybe you shouldn't, but anyway, uh, right. Uh, I, I thought it was a good fun sequel. I mean, it's Indiana Jones, you know what he's going to do. It's show up. It's an 80 year old Nazis. Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> there, there were some interesting things. Um, they they did some fresh things with it. Uh, I will say I feel like there's two characters that deserved at least ten more minutes of screen time, and one character that probably deserved a little bit more of an ending. Uh, but otherwise, it's better than four. I haven't seen four in like twenty years or fifteen years, or whatever. But not hard. Also, that's a low bar. Um, but they do, um, I think, something we haven't really seen before with this character i thought that was really cool and um there was a bit of a twist too because they do achieve their goal and at the same time it's like not the way they wanted to but at what that's cost? all i'm gonna say exactly but of course it's still indiana jones and i do like that it's not a hundred percent like right out to the sunset we're good kind of ending it's hmm. i think a fitting ending for the character and again, Indiana Jones is like 80 years old. You know, Harrison Ford, love you, but I think it's time for you to pass the mantle, I think. But it's still a good so, story. I enjoyed it. Mads Mikkelsen playing a you know a Nazi, whatever. It it, it makes sense, it's fun. Um if you generally like the story, it's worth checking out. If you like the character, check it out. Um they do address the previous movies too, which I think is cool. Like they didn't just tell you like they're not ignoring what's happened before. So they do wrap up some things. I was like, are they going to actually refer to four? And they do. So that I thought that was cool. They don't shy away. And yeah, I, I just think it's unfortunate when it came out, kind of like Haunted Mansion um, and with everything going on. Um, oh, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana Jones 5. I liked it. I mean, again, you, you know what you're getting into when you're watching it, right? Blue Beetle, I was like, I don't I kind of didn't know, but I was like, it's gonna be Harrison Ford punching Nazis, and that's what he punches Nazis. So, so let me it's ask still good you, though. Let me ask you this. I know this for me, but do you think it's kind of unfortunate that Indiana Jones feels like it's kind of fallen off the zeitgeist like tremendously? Where you it feels like it should be one of those like franchises that should have had the staying power, but I think um, the Crystal Skull just kind of made people not really care about it anymore. I, I think that's fair. It turned a lot of people off. Um, that's a fair like comment to make. Um, even after this, I was like, you know, and, and that's of course what everyone saw was like, we just came from Crystal Skull, Crystal Skull, Crystal Skull to this. <laughs> Um, like what, like, how are they going to, you know, are we expecting that again? And, you know, they go back to like the older formula and it is unfortunate, but we have seen with other movies and other franchises, they've kind of fixed it. They kind of retcon it. I mean, days of future past did that heavily and they did it well. And I think other people are taking like 
that kind of idea. Like, oh, we messed up this movie. Let's try to fix it here. Uh, same with the last James Bond movie, Daniel Craig. Spectre, uh, which I feel didn't hit as hard. Like, and it was a little rocky. Like, the film after kind of, like, was like, let's go forward. Let's kind of fix it and, you know, bump ourselves back up. And because, mm. you know, with bad reception, they still want, you know, uh, they want to acknowledge what they've done, but still, like, move on. And I think okay. that that step is, like, good for us if you're a fan of that. But I do understand, like, with, like, superhero fatigue and stuff and sequel fatigue, like, it's, you could say it's not original, too. It's like we're seeing the same guy do the same thing. Like, you know, Indiana Jones, five times in a row, right? I mean, they were yeah. not Soviets in the, I mean, they're Soviets in the fourth one. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's an interesting thing. I mean, where do you stand on that? I don't. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to <laughs> picture because just because, like, up until like Indiana, like the announcement for um, what was it, Dial of Destiny? That was the fifth yeah, movie. Dial of Destiny. Um, I mean, the only time I would like he hear about Indiana Jones is if I went to the parks, went to the, like Disneyland, because <laughs> like. I mean, other than like people talking about how great like uh, you know, Temple of Doom was or you know, Last Crusade was, and, you know, you don't really hear much people talking about Indiana Jones anymore. Now I know, um, what was it, Bethesda? Uh, Bethesda it or Bethesda, yeah. making the Indiana Jones game. So. I mean, that one definitely threw people for a loop for a bit, but it's also just kind of like questioning. It's like, wait, why are you making Indiana Jones game? <laughs> it's like, what does that even it mean? Is Bethesda. It is Bethesda. So I don't know. Maybe, hopefully, uh, maybe not so much as movies, but like in other sorts of media, like maybe Indiana Jones yeah. can get something back. Because I know Disney probably wants to, you know, milk Indiana Jones for what it's worth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What it's worth, I don't know. Um, but I also want to ask you, Joel, um, uh, you mentioned, uh, Haunted Mansion. Is that on the list? Uh, I didn't watch it. Um, I just want to say on that, in that regard, uh, mm. a really poorly timed release as well. Um, that's all I want to say on that. Like, I feel like they were, they could have pushed to Halloween, but probably would have competed with other productions they had and. I mean, the cast seemed great. I just, I for me, I wasn't like I want to go see it. I was like, I'm curious, but just with the strikes going on, I was like, I don't know, Disney. Like, I can't, I don't know. But did you see it? Like, what what are your so thoughts? So we just actually watched it this past Halloween. Here, yeah. Uh, when I when I was sick, we ended up uh, watching um, like uh, Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus. Um, by the way, did you know that Disney Plus took away the uh, the party watching? They they snuck they sn they snuck that away like a few months ago, and like nobody I heard nobody talk about it. And when I was looking for it, I was like, "Wait, the watch party's gone! What the fuck?" Apparently, they just took it out. They cost them too much money. But uh, besides that, yes, I saw I actually saw the Haunted Mansion movie and. I probably like many other people when they saw trailers for this, they're kind of like, is it going to be okay? You know, you know, cause 
this is a live action movie from Disney. So it's, I don't know, it, like live action movies from Disney kind of have that stigma on them right now. It has this really, <laughs> really stinky smell on them. I actually really like this movie. I think they did a very, very good job of making a somewhat original uh, story, but also mixing in just the history of the the ride itself. Like, I was very shockingly surprised that they used some of the story treatments from um, the concept phase of the Haunted Mansion into implemented into the movie, even more so to the point where... Um, one of the char- one of the characters is literally named after the the head director of the building of the ride, Rolly Crumb. Oh, and I was like, cool. "Oh shit!" So for me, that like gave me some very very big up points, you know, for that. Just like having such attention to detail, knowing that people who love Haunted Mansion would love the detail, but then also like just the story itself and the characters in the, in the movie really great. Danny DeVito, of course is fucking hilarious. Cause he's Danny DeVito. Um, you know, there's Rosario Dawson in it. She's great. Um, I feel very bad that I can't remember the actors, the other actors. Cause I'm not familiar with them, but you know, I think Lakeith Stanfield is in it. Uh, and Tiffany Haddish. Let me yeah, know. they're all, like the whole cast is fantastic. And um, Jared Leto's in this fucking movie. So Jared Leto is the one that made me fear the most because he plays the Hatbox Ghost. Um, and I was very afraid it was going to be Jared, like <laughs> the Hatbox Ghost, as Jared Leto. But yeah. I was a little comforted by the fact that they actually did a very good job of not making him look like Jerry Lutley. They made him look like Hatbox Ghost and they actually put a voice on him so he doesn't just sound like Jared Leto. And Morbin's time. He's he doesn't talk as much as I thought he would in the movie, which is fine. Great. I it's like I thank you. Thank you for not <laughs> breaking the illusion of Hatbox Ghost for me that much. Um but yeah, it's just a. I think it's like I know a lot of people love the very cheesy, you know, Eddie Murphy haunted mansion. It's a it's an okay movie. It's not my personal favorite. If I had to choose, I would choose this one, the new one. Like it has. Do a, they reference the old one at all? No, no, oh, okay. not at they all. Don't touch it. <laughs> no, um, but it's 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 a movie that I feel like has a lot of heart. Has. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's a middle of the road movie, but I feel like like if you're in for like a it's Halloween time and you're not into like the whole like you know horror movie being scared, like I feel like this would be a perfect movie just to kind of throw in on an evening and just have a good time. Oh, all right, yeah. well, I'll have to check it out. I even see that Winona Ryder's in it. Jamie Lee Curtis. Owen yes, Wilson. What that's. Fucking stacked. Cast. How can I forget Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson. Oh my god! It's Talk just, about somebody that's been that's having just, a banger twenty twenty three. Yeah. What? What a fucking cast. And again, the unfortunate release timing. Um. Yeah, but I think really quick before we segue to uh, another Owen Wilson project. Um, oh. 
I just to go back to point about Indiana Jones. I also think maybe it's just for older people. Like a lot of Disney's trying to market for like little kids, right? And maybe they'll reintroduce Indiana Jones in a modern way in like twenty ten or five years, and it'll be like kind of like what they did with the sequels, right? Uh, just a new for a new audience, but maybe that's why it's not in the zeitgeist too. Like we don't see a lot of media for Indiana Jones, like we do Star Wars or Marvel, no. DC, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, it it seems like an older thing, but it's also like, I mean, representative of that time period too. Recently, maybe. All right. Anyway, a big one of the big ones that we have to fucking talk about it was just that good. Um. Loki season two. I can't even. um, I expected it to be good. Loki season one was like, for me, uh, ramping up. We did a review of it. Go check it out. We're like, uh, of just awesomeness. Like, we just take this. This character goes on like the ultimate journey of transformation. And we revisit that even in season two. And it's just wild what they do. And of course, you know. We got hints of it from Quantumania. He's going to go, you know, he's going to go meet Kang or a version of Kang. And of course they do uh, the Watchmen thing where the, you know, there's different periods of time. They hand each other things. It's like, oh, this is only this way because you helped me from the future, but it's me in the past. It's really strong, fun writing. And of course there's some simple linear things with like his relationship with, with with the crew, with Sophie, with new characters. It's just well done. And then just, I'm just going to go straight to the finale because I, I just everything leading up to that moment. It's literally like it, it, for me at first, it was a little like it's a little like it's simmering. And then it just burns hot like the last episode. <laughs> it just erupts, honestly, because he's like a troubled God. He's gone through transformation and he's like, I miss my people. Right. And his he, again, he has new people. Right. And a new family. And he'll do whatever. He's lonely without him. And again, he'll do everything for them. And we see that in the end. He makes like a amazing, really cool, animated, like sacrifice of what he does to keep everyone alive in his universe and more. The, the strands of time, he's literally pulling them together. He makes the Asgard tree of life. And it's it's so picturesque and and you know it ties in with people have been saying the time stone it's green he finally gets his throne it's like you know asano said you know the one who kills him destiny fulfilled it's like fucking as far as a marvel creation for a character i didn't think would have a good show it's fucking perfect honestly it's i know what kind of god i need to be for you for all of us oh my god so good it oh uh, so, have you heard his story about how that was kind of an improv line? No, no. Because they didn't know. Because they tried shooting that scene, and it was like just kind of like a normal scene, and it kind of felt weird. So it's like we need. It's like I feel like I I need to say something here, and so <laughs> Tom Hilson said he literally like took a run around the studio. <laughs> Just to kind of like think for a bit. And then he remembered the line from Thor when he's talking to Odin. Because it's it's the same it's the same line, but now it has like a new meaning towards it. Cause like Loki kind of has that understanding now. It's like shit, okay. It's like this is what this is my purpose. And then yeah. when he traveled back in time, 
to have that conversation with um with um uh, Mobius again. Yeah. And he's like um a glorious per like a glorious purpose is more burden that than glory. Oh, dude, that line was fucking good. Oh, it's like man. fuck, oh, dude. That blew me away. And just like this, oh, the man. scene of like him just walking out on the catwalk, and then he just starts grabbing timelines, and then he just starts turning yeah. it into like his cloak, and just, yeah, like his horns are like the same kind of like obsidian with the gold from um, he who remains his uh, office. Yeah, and it's like shit, and then of course the the whole pan out where the loom, like, is breaking, but then it pans out, turns sideways, and it becomes the new fucking um, uh, Idrisil. Yeah, the the life tree. Yeah. The life tree. It's like holy shit. It it was. Oh, so and it becomes good. the god of and, stories. Yeah, and the, yeah. So sorry, I said her name is Sophia DiMartino, but she plays Sylvie. I can I combine the two, but so I say, of course, she did great. Um, Jonathan Majors. I know he's under a lot of shit right now, but of course he delivers. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Kehi Kwan though, as Obi Boris. Ooh, he's so Obi. fun. That was really cool and sweet and and just seeing their lives as they were not as people in the TVA was pretty cool and how they become that that was that was a lot of fun and i'm under the assumption now oh go ahead oh sorry uh, i just want to say no, go ahead, go ahead. i'm i'm under the assumption now that Keiko Kwan can just be in any movie and he would just be the best <laughs> hey man From indiana jones come on now that's why we need to tap into it you're right anyway um <laughs> I Where's like our short round did. movie? Yeah, uh, I like. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> so fair. Uh, two things. One, a fun thing. One more serious. One with the character Casey. This guy uh, Eugene Cordero. Great job. Oh. He was in also Mandalorian. It's cool because in the season one they they talked about how Loki pretended to be a vil um, a criminal named uh, DB Cooper who went missing with millions of dollars. Uh, I someone shared that. Um, Casey's character was actually based on another criminal in real life uh, who tried who escaped from Alcatraz, hence the Alcatraz scene where he's there. I didn't know that. I was like, oh, that's fun little history nugget, too. Yeah. The time, I just thought that was cool. They did that again. The criminal theme <laughs> happened again. I thought that was funny. Um, but what hit me really hard was um, when it's all said and done, we go back to Mobius's character and he's with sylvie or someone and there he's just looking at his other life in the timeline and he's just like he's like i'm just gonna stay here a little longer because they don't feel time it's like i just want to feel time pass and you just sit there with there for a second and that yeah, fucking that hit me good. hella hard i was like damn like everything the last 30 minutes was i i don't i just it was so good like i like I still think about that scene. Like I usually I like I watch something and I enjoy it, but I'm just like, damn, like 2023 fucking had some good shit. Like I don't know. I'm like speechless. Like it, yeah. it's also also shout out to the 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 quick mention of the, the chumpening that was <laughs> um Ant Man's King. This is the quick sideline. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's a, a cane variant in uh, 
Universe 6 what sticks, but it was taken care of. <laughs> I, I, I like Quantumania, and there's just a lot of problems with it, uh, but I, I still love it. Um, there's, yeah. Anyway, uh, Loki season two, um, I, I cannot articulate how amazing it is. I mean, I just did a little, but. Um, I think it's better than season one. Um, and I didn't even think it could be. I was just like, where the fuck are we going to, what are we going to do? Why do I care? And holy shit, I care a lot. Like it's If, if anything, just for that last part. Dude, it 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 just it's a it's a nice full circle moment for Loki. For everything he's done in the MCU, it's just if you enjoyed Thor and Loki's adventure throughout the whole, it's just a good wrap up for the character. And I am curious if they'll ever talk about they they talked about it too. Like Anthony Mackie was saying, um, because his studio was near where they were filming Loki, like. They joked that uh, at the end of the show, like, what do you want to do with the character? And Tom Hiddleston had like a three hour meeting with them, like the people behind the scenes. And, you know, Anthony Mackie jokes like, yeah, they had the symposium and I wasn't invited. So it's like, (laughs) there's obviously a lot of love for this character and even for Tom Hiddleston himself. So, and it comes through. It's, we see this as guardian God be incredibly human in the end of things it, it's i i honestly put it above ahsoka like it's just that ah, ending. usually okay. i don't i i put star wars above everything usually but i think all right just that ending alone i i have to say like for me loki just that ending just hit so fucking hard like like ahsoka gave me hope but i like loki was like damn like i Anyway, I can go on good. for hours about just, just uh, being speechless. Too, there's but. one neat Easter egg that I wanted to ask if you saw. So if you're familiar with how uh, What If um, their advertising was for season one and like it had like the Watcher and it had like all of the, the, the shattered kind of universes or like looking into all yeah, the different yeah. like timelines and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh, you know, you had your purples and blues and kind of thing. But for the advertising for season two, they have a very similar picture of the watcher looking at like a shattered time, like timeline. But yeah. it has hints of green in it now. Oh, that's cool. And they de- and they like deliberately put that out after Loki. Oh. So it's like it's kind of like the hint where now Loki is the one that's kind of like, you know controlling the flow of time pulling the or maintaining strings maybe oh man just he finally got his throne end of all things he finally got it um i haven't seen this i know this came out recently it was scott pilgrim just wanted to bring that up Ooh, okay so this one's gonna be hard because this show is very easy to spoil um by talking about it. So all I'm going to say is uh, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off is a very good sh- uh, show on Netflix. Um, if you're a Scott Pilgrim fan, I say definitely watch it. Um, it is very neat because this is a very much an anniversary like uh, project that they wanted to do. 
and it's like so you have all of the um you have all of the actors from the movie that came out a few years ago uh or not a few years ago now it's a long time ago now uh but they all came back they all did a very good i feel like they all did a very good job uh re redoing the characters um what i will say that won't spoil anything is that this show I believe does a very good job of giving the other side characters more room to develop and to have a presence where in like the other, in the other, like either the comic or the, the movie, it's like, they're either kind of like on the side for pretty much the entire movie or like, for example, like the evil exes, um, it's literally like you meet them right before the fight. Scott beats them. They're dead or they're gone. And that's it. Like this one actually does a very good job of flushing out a lot of the characters within this world. And um, the art style is fantastic. The fight scenes also fantastic. Um, I'm trying to look up. Because uh, this is an anime. And... It was done by an anime studio, and I wanted to mention them real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. Scott Brogan takes off is uh, come on. Why am I having such trouble finding this? Uh... Got my own skate company tattooed on me. Look. <laughs> oh my god, having fucking um, <laughs> having Chris Evans back is fantastic. <laughs> like, out of all the actors that you would think would be too famous now to like come back for this, it would it would be him. But he comes back and he is just doing a fantastic job as Lucas Lee. <laughs> Like that's what's like. Like all the characters in there are just very, very good, and I feel like they're doing a better job at being their characters now. Oh, okay. So the animation studio. I'm sorry, I took me a bit. Was a uh, Science Saru, a very well known uh, animation studio. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. They've done like they've done a lot of like anybody that's in anime like knows who Sign Sorrow is, and they did a very good job of kind of like giving that essence of like the the pixel animation, like you'd be familiar with like the kind of like the cover art of mm -hmm. not like really pixel, but like the cover art of like the comic book. You're seeing that being animated in real time. It's like oh shit, that's really cool, and of nice. and of course you know you get all of the the familiar uh you know kind of references and stuff like that that you're familiar with but then also uh there's a pretty decent healthy amount of new stuff that uh, i will not talk about because it'll spoil it so that's gonna be my review of scott over takes off everybody should go watch it. it is definitely worth your time all right well i did enjoy the first movie i love the the milk and eggs bitch shit. I used to quote that all the time for about two years in a row. Milk and eggs, bitch. So. <laughs> and I love it. 
they high five but they're going away <laughs> after they they kill him boom yeah anyway, <laughs> um so there's a couple more we're going to talk about actually there's a handful more actually more than that um some that happened before after that i feel like we didn't touch but there's a few more big ones uh i want to bring up um these are some of these are just going to lead into each other just because of the timing and and sense um one of them was the Barbie movie. Um, that oh. movie was pretty good. Uh, actually, it's really good. Uh, very good commentary on what's going on. I saw that with a group of friends. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Um, for people worried about, oh, it's just a Barbie movie. There's a fair share of male stuff going on. Don't worry. You're not excluded at all. Uh, the Kens deliver. So, yeah, and there's a bunch of Kens they, they got in there. So that's pretty, pretty great. Uh, but, yeah, um, you know, Marco Rod, America Fair, they do great. You know, Ryan Gosling and Simu Liu. It, it's it's great. You know, it, it's a topical Didn't... piece. It's important and it just dresses some important stuff, you know. And uh, it was cool to see, uh, you know, Will Ferrell being there too. It, it's just well done. If you That's were thinking also about wild. it, yeah, just that cast alone. And, you know, there's a dance number with the Kens being like, we're, you know, the Kennergy. It's, I don't want to say too much, but. Didn't, didn't, really well didn't Ryan Gosling get like a nominee for like a Grammy? For... <laughs> or something like that, yeah. The, the I'm just Ken Kemper. song? But yeah. Uh, yeah. There's even like a, a wrestler in that movie, too. John Cena. But, um, yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> he's just like, I just want to be there. And then he's in it. So, uh, but yeah. RB was great. I It was of great nice surprise um definitely will be examined by film buffs for time to come uh so much to say and they they said a lot of great stuff and there's i feel like they could even gone more but they you know it's a mattel movie too at the end of the day so um that of course leads into the other topical movie that came at the same time very controversial of course uh, around the world in America, maybe a little less so. Oppenheimer, I saw that in theaters, big screen. Um, the story behind the man who designed the deadliest weapon we know. Um, I just want to say the actors, you guys did great. <laughs> I act like I know them. Uh, the actors <laughs> did phenomenal. Um, they did good. It's interesting seeing the mechanics behind a man who made, again, the most dangerous weapon uh, to kill and eradicate hundreds of thousands of people and maybe more later all i heard um, is that this movie just fills you with dread it, it it does like um all the way to the lead up stellar cast um of course killian murphy he'll get a bunch of awards for this film um but it was interesting seeing like everything he did and of course the aftermath for him but of course, they didn't touch on the aftermath of the fucking people annihilated. But I mean, it's it's pretty much a propaganda piece. Um, they did address it for like a line, even then it was like a joke. Um, pretty insensitive, but I mean, war movie. Uh, I honestly, it, uh, for me, uh, acting was great, but the direction was okay, and it felt a little clunky at sometimes for for something as epic as it should have been and very popular. It, for me, it just for a movie that's being compared against all these other movies that aren't as good, you know, oh, this is a real movie, not a superhero movie, whatever. It's it, something to be said about flow, right? Now, I just how much of the anticipation for this movie was solely because it was a Chris Nolan movie? 
That's a good point too. Um, uh, a lot, definitely. Um, you know, he's a fucking well-known name. People, actors want to be with him. They want to work with him. Uh, you know, he delivers. And I, I honestly think this, as a Christopher Nolan movie, I, it's a one and done. I'm never going to see this again. Uh, like great acting, like, like I said, great cast, but it, it's. It's unfortunately a story we know. <laughs> There's no need um, to put yourself through it again for another three hours. No. And nothing that that man encapsulate or felt will ever equate to the horrors he brought upon. And that's my piece on that. Uh, but of course, let's go somewhere a little more hopeful. Um, of course, that whole, you know, his journey creating the most deadliest weapon. Uh, with that, though, it did unfortunately create Death, but it did create something for us. That oh, I, think we'll I see love what you did, you slime motherfucker. Of course, um, uh, from the ashes of destruction, we get something far better, far more enjoyable, far more hopeful. Beyond this man, um, talking about Godzilla of all things, um, Godzilla minus one is the antithesis to Oppenheimer, a movie of post-war, like destruction and hope. And feeling good. And it's like, hey, you're like, this, your government was shitty. What can we do? It's like, we could, you know, there's guilt and stuff, but we can move on. And it, it, it's this movie, again, we said it before a couple of times, it has no business being this good. And it's fucking great. I, I'm seeing rumors flying around that it's got a fucking Oscar nomination. I don't know if that's true. I, I, mean, I mean, honestly, if it did, it deserves it because it's that fucking good. I'm going to say that on record. Like, I didn't expect... I mean, there are great Godzilla movies, but again, it's like giant monster destroys civilization, right? Allegory for the destruction caused by man of war and the nuclear bomb. But this movie does something that Godzilla movies don't usually do for me. It makes you fucking care about the people. It makes you really care about what happens God, to them. Godzilla Minus One has probably the best human story out of all Godzilla movies. Yeah, and... It's just really good. I I, I know I, I've been saying that a lot today. I'm pretty biased about the things I've seen, but it's legitimately good. I went in so, going in like, okay, I'm going to see Godzilla. It's probably a new retelling, and it's going to be a good time. I I hear it's great, right? And I came out like, wow, this story has like everything it needs to be a great story and more. It's It's a retelling of the original Godzilla, in the best way that they've ever done it before because they've tried to before and it's kind of been like hit or miss but i feel like this one is it's the perfect setting the perfect cast the perfect you know circumstances to make this movie great and to to bring it home to not underestimate understating how good this movie is you have to think about it for a real second it is a godzilla movie is a Godzilla movie that was made in Japan that was then brought over, you know, overseas for a limited release like normal. Like you see it. Mm -hmm. Like I was actually surprised they gave this a week because usually they only give movies like a night. Like Shin, like Shin Kamen Rider, Shin Ultraman got like a day yeah. to be seen. Like, of course, Godzilla, a lot of people are more familiar with Godzilla. So, you know, they're going to yeah. give it a week. It did so well, they extended its run 
until like almost yep, the end did. of the month or like until yeah. like the hell yeah and they're even talking about extending it to like longer you know that's how good it's doing it's like it's it's doing great in the u.s box office is doing fantastic worldwide which doesn't happen so it's like you can't look at this and say it's not a good story because like let me let me put it in in the circumstance like when you go to a kaiju movie, of course, you want to see the kaiju. You want to see the kaiju do the kaiju thing. You want to see the monsters, yeah. you know, destroy. And if there's more than one, you want to see him fight. Um, in the circumstances, there's only Godzilla, which is fine. Um, they do a damn good job of making you fear Godzilla. Because that's, oh, yeah. that's the other thing. Um, a lot of people don't know. The original Godzilla is supposed to be a horror movie. Yeah, It's supposed to be something you're scared of. Now, of course, over the years, you know, Godzilla kind of ebbs and flows between being the bad guy and like the hero of or like Dushman or a goofball, of course. But I feel like this is like the first time, you know, Shin Godzilla, yeah, was very scary in like in like the way that Shin Godzilla is scary. But I feel like this is yeah. a Godzilla that feels so grounded in a weird way that it make it's like you could understand how terrifying like the reality of this Godzilla is and it it's all in done part to the way it's filmed and also the characters these human characters like the story is written out so good that it actually makes you want to see more of the humans and see how they progress and of course, uh, uh, Shikishima, the main character, who was a kamikaze pilot, and uh, he backed down from doing his duty at the end of World War II. And of course, like it kind of helps set up the scene, you know, like his his camp gets attacked by a proto Godzilla, you know, and you know he could have he could have maybe saved the day, maybe it was like a 50-50 shot, and he chose not to do it. And so pretty much the entire platoon gets killed minus um, uh, him and um, what's his name? Uh, Ichibana? It's Tachi, Tachibana. Or Tachibana. Tachibana, um, who was like a, pl- a, a airplane mechanic. And it's like, it shows the story of him carrying on that guilt. And it's like that post-World War II guilt of not doing your duty. And then everybody is reminding you that you didn't do your job. And like everybody's dead because of you, which is unfair, but it like it, it sets up just like how dire and how like bad of a place Japan was after World War II. Because a lot of people don't realize that sure they dropped two atomic bombs on Japan, but that wasn't no. all that. But that wasn't all that happened in Japan. There, there was carpet bombings galore, and like a lot of Japan was fucking destroyed. Uh, during World War II. And so they actually kind of get to show how um, Japan has to deal with not only the outcome to World War II, but also the outcome to uh, Godzilla. Um, and I feel really dumb not realizing it, Joel, but do you under, do you know why it's called Godzilla Minus One? I actually was just reminded, I was about to bring it up. Um, Yes, I do know why. Because 
after the war, they're pretty much at zero. Couldn't get yeah. any lower. But actually, Godzilla brings them to minus one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I will say the beach scene really solidifies how scary Godzilla was. Um, the intro beach scene talking about where the platoon gets annihilated. All I'm going to say is I never felt like, holy shit, this sucks. <laughs> like, I I never felt more like this was a horror movie in a way. I was like, they really captured that, like, this is not a good thing. Like, this is... And then, it, you know, he's supposed to be a little bit of a spoiler. Like, he's like kind of like an island god almost right he, he like resides a, there they know it's about a creature him. yeah yeah but they they have like a deal with them he you know or i guess not really but it, they don't fuck with him <laughs> in, yeah in the novelization apparently it's more like they have a deal they feed him he leaves him alone maybe with the war they were feeding him he's pissed right um he's fucking pissed and he's i think what the scariest part was he kills the platoon but he's like playing with them it's not out of necessity to eat yeah, he's he's like toying with them, and I was like, "Fuck, that's awful." And, you know, like I, Jesus. <laughs> and we have to remind you, uh, this isn't even like his final form. This was just like no. he's he's not small, but he is considered small compared to what he is later in the movie. Yeah, it. He's what like two or three stories tall in beginning, and he, later, he looks like the size up. of what a dinosaur would be. Yeah, and uh, maybe I'd say a little larger, but yeah. Uh, no, but like yeah, later, dinosaur. of course, with the big the big boom, you know, he fucking comes the Godzilla we know, and it's just scary. And then later we see, like, early on, I you know, I thought with the trailer, that they show, like, a confrontation of the boat going away from Godzilla. I was like, no, we get that way sooner than I thought. And that shit was scary. I was like, oh, fuck. And you feel for the characters, so... Also, Godzilla, the healing factor, is <laughs> is terrifying. Oh God. Yeah, that's terrifying. Um, so, yeah, this... This is... Uh, without saying anymore, this Godzilla's... Like, I, it, to be in that world, that sucks. <laughs> that that That's a shitty Godzilla world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, if you're thinking about it, I know I always say it. you got to see this one. There's, there's yeah. hardly any where I say you got to pass, but... It's also us. We're super biased, you know. We love Godzilla and all that. But it, I was blown away again. Like this year's content has been off the fucking chart, and this one is honestly like for me one of the movies of the year, if not the movie of the year. It's just so good, and I, I maybe because I didn't expect it to be that good. Like I, I guess maybe I set the bar a little too low, but it still just delivers. Um, in in a way, yeah. It's, check it out. It's, it's, like, it's, it's keep really good. It. It it's real good. It's just, it's that good. Um, it's just a, a handful of movies I feel like we haven't talked about that I'm going to talk about. And maybe a show or two. Is, do you think, is there any that we, big ones that we've missed before I go go down a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a rapid fire. Like we, this came out this year. If we didn't talk about it really quick, we are, and then we'll move on. Um,. Some of these weren't during the strike, but I just don't remember if we talked about it. That's all. For our listeners. I just want to make sure we're covering our there bases was... here. Is the Marvels on there? The Marvels is on here. Okay. Um, not that I can think of, to be honest. Then again, you 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 watch more stuff than I do, for sure. Yeah. Well, there's some things we saw together, or yeah. I showed you. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, Let's go through this. One of them... Um, Okay, um, 
I don't remember if we talked about it. I just want to shout out really quick. If we did, sorry, you're hearing it again. Um, this year, yes, the D&D movie came out this year, in case you forgot. This is your oh, reminder yeah. to go see it. Uh, I don't remember if we talked about it. Um, it's really good. <laughs> I mean, we're big D&D nerds. We just talked about Baldur's Gate. Um, I'm not going to talk about it too much because I feel like we did. But it, I feel like we mentioned that it. That got shafted too. Um, like, it just didn't get promoted as well as it should have. And the cast is really good. Writing. Really? You I didn't think it, got, it didn't get promoted? I, I don't think so. It certainly didn't make budget. That makes me think so. Um, I mean, it's D&D, yeah. but... Yeah, that too. Um, yeah, it's a fun time. Uh, if you like anything fantasy, it's it's hella funny. And of course, there's a few surprises, some uh, things you expect from a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, yeah, just want to remind you, it, it came out this year. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Yeah. Uh, that's one of them. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I feel like we did talk about it. I just want to say it was fun, good sequel. I don't remember if we talked about it, but just covering our bases here. I thought they ended the story well for the Guardians. Of course, there'll be more. That's all. Um, anything you want to add to that, Brian? Um, Guardians is just showing that, uh, you know, Guardians is a really good uh, property. Um, they made Rocket look like a star <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. He stood out w- way, way more than he normally does. Um, but yeah, it was just a very nice wrap up for this iteration of the Guardians. And I feel like, you know, James Gunn and the entire cast and crew like did all they could to just make this movie the best that it could be. And it showed. So yeah, not every Marvel movie <laughs> was uh, mid this year. I don't know. I fucking loved Adam Warlock. I just want to say that. Okay. Um, oh, Adam Warlock's great. Really deep. <laughs> they, de- they depowered him. Yeah, I know everyone. I know he's depowered, but for, for our movie. That's okay. He has that himbo energy that everybody loves. He, yes, he did. Um, and before we go to the Marvels, uh, did we talk about the Super Mario movie? I don't know. Actually, we might have mentioned it, right? I I just want to be sure. Like, I watch. It's gonna be like a podcast. Let's talk. Well, you know what? Fuck it. We'll talk about it again right now. It doesn't matter. Um, again, it's it was fun. I didn't expect it to be that good. It, It was good as far as like video game adaptations. I was like, okay, whatever. But I went in and I had a good time. They did a good job. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of like the current iteration of like universal animated movies, so like Lumination movies. I I I don't care for them. They look nice, but like they never interest me. Um so I was very su- pleasantly surprised in how well they treated the the property of Super Mario. It's like yeah, it's a, it's a whole new story, you know, they're doing their own thing, which I think works for Mario because Mario is one of those kind of like drag and drop characters where you can put him in this situation and it'll just work for him. Um, you know, the characters did well. Uh, I know the biggest huge problem was like, why, why is Chris Pratt fucking every car- animated character <laughs> this year? Like he, he he gets to play Mario and he's going to be Garfield <laughs> coming right. coming soon. But I honestly think... He did a decent job. It's you know it works for, it works for this iteration of Mario. It's its it's its own thing, you know. It doesn't have to be you know, Charles Martinet or whoever the the new Mario is from Wonder. No. Um, you know, I I honestly uh, after like five minutes of the movie, it was fine. 
Now, Charlie Day did a fucking great job as Luigi, of course. Like oh, we yeah. we knew he was going to be good. Um, Jack Black fucking stole the show as, as Bowser. Bowser, yeah. Especially the Peaches song that swept the nation yeah. the past summer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go anywhere without hearing it, and I didn't mind. Yeah. And also Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong was actually really good. I was I'm gonna say I think it should have been someone else. He did okay though. That that's just me. I don't know. Personally. Have you have you seen the Donkey Kong animated show? No. I'm just gonna say I think that's my bar for how bad it could get. And he he went above and beyond I just that. Share my piece. <laughs> I've been very positive. I can't be perfect. I just gotta say it could have been fucking anyone else instead of Seth Rogen. But hey. It's fine. It was fun. I didn't, you know, I'm not losing sleep over it. Also, shout out to uh, Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong being uh, spotted in the crowd. Maybe a little hint of some more Kongs in the next movie, maybe. Luigi's Mansion 2, Kong Invasion. Kong Invasion. But yeah, I really enjoyed Super Mario Brothers movie more so than uh, I thought I would. So, congrats. Yeah. All right. Uh, one of the last ones until something else pops in my head. Uh, the Marvels, yes, uh, came out uh, amidst the strikes, of course, or at the right near the end. I don't know if that was planned or not, but uh, as far as Marvel movies go, it was really well done. I enjoyed it. Uh, the story, you know, follows uh, Carol Danvers and, of course, meeting with uh, Miss Marvel, right, uh, uh, Kamala Khan, and they like have their misadventures with Spectrum. And they go to outer space, and they kind of hone each other's powers. They fight against some of the the Kree. They have some issues with the scrolls. And uh, honestly, I feel like it was it was strong. It was better than Quantumania for sure. I don't know because I'm biased for Guardians. It was better, but overall, I had fun. I think the villain needed more time but they were still like a usually like marvel i look for like the big fights the good big fight at the end was pretty good i feel like there's a good payoff um just seeing like their journey and of course we got some nick fury antics with the cat which i enjoyed um with uh goose that's the cat's name goose. I, I called what happened with the space station i was like oh that's what that i knew it i'm not gonna say anything but um also, Kamal's family is always fantastic. I'm, I'm oh, so yeah. glad because usually when movies like this, when it's like, oh, we're going to have the young hero's family kind of come in, it becomes like kind of cheesy and corny. But like they are so good that I I wanted more of them. It's like I was so happy that they were on my screen. Um, I do believe, though, that this movie very much suffered from the lack of advertising. The fact that this came out like literally like weeks before the strike ended it's unfortunate because i felt like this movie was actually really good there was actually like you're saying like you mentioned guardians um before this had some guardian-esque you know humor to it it had like nice zingers and you know the the um uh the compliments like each character complimented each other and like they worked oh, yeah. so well together as a unit, like not so much as like them figuring out how to fight together, but just like 
them interacting with each other i felt really felt natural and, and very nice yeah, um yeah good chemistry between the main three also <laughs> this nick fury is the very 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 polar opposite of the secret invasion nick fury oh yeah like it's very obvious that this movie might have been planned to come out before secret invasion yeah but um you know it you know, Samuel Jackson always does a f good job as Nick Fury. I felt like he was having a lot of fun in this one, too. Oh, yeah. He was so much more chill and relaxed and more kind of kind of humorous in a way, which I, I enjoy humorous Nick Fury, uh, especially if yeah. it's uh, Samuel Jackson. Um, but, yeah, like the environments looked interesting. You know, the um, uh, the effects were all right. You know, it's still... You know, this is still the era of, you know, the the special effects team, you know, being pushed really hard, you know, and we haven't seen what a newly unionized uh, team will look like. And especially now that Disney is slowing down a little bit, they they said that they're going to be slowing down and focusing on quality over quantity, which is great. But I honestly think the Marvels is a really fun movie. Like it's it doesn't deserve a lot of the hate that a lot of people are giving it for no reason. Yeah. You know? I mean, we know the reason, but... <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's fun time. And uh, we're getting the building blocks of something bigger, too. Like, they keep Bro. dropping little hints. It's... it's The payoff is going to be there. For In case you don't know, um, there's it keeps being issues with the scrolls. And we have all... One of our friends has been waiting for... The, the scrolls to do even more. We, there's been a lot of bad stuff. But Joel, scrolls, we got the super scroll. We got two of them in Secret Invasion. That was something that happened during the strike. Um, I didn't want to bring it up, but I'll, I, I, it's not fair to not. Um, hard segue. We'll go back to the Marvels. Um, that show was sped the fuck up. It was. I. You know how Balin says, I like the idea of it. That's what Secret Invasion is to me. Yeah. I like the idea. Of it. It's just unfortunate. You have Don Cheadle, Samuel Jackson, Amelia Clark, more people. It, it's just really... You got this guy named Ben Adir, I think. He's in the Barbie movie. And... It, this it, reminded me about the fight. Yeah. It, it's just... So much could have went right, and I, I, I just didn't. Uh, there were some interesting choices. It killed off some characters, which I think didn't deserve their deaths. Like, it was very cold for characters that we should care about. Um, I understand, like, that's kind of the theme, super spy Samuel Jackson, but um, just, it, it, was, it was clunky, and it's unfortunate. There are some great moments. You know, and we find out Samuel Jackson's got a thing for space booty. Good job, Shepard. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, it's just unfortunate, you know? Like, I, I see what they're doing. It, it's just the payoff, too. That's what it is. We get, we, you know, we're rolling with it, and the payoff at the end, it, it just, it doesn't hit. It's it, 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 it also... It's not deserved. Like, the... It's not, and... I get it. It, it. It's it's not strong, and especially with the characters we lose along the way. And then I know people are complaining about the um, what you call it, 
the the way it looks the animation and stuff it looks clunky it does it doesn't um, look good dude it it the, looks it, it goofy does, as it shit doesn't. it it's just it could have been way better and i think it would have been better if it was cleaned up but still it was like this is a good think, this is a good uh example of the post covid like the during post covid like trying to get stuff out rush that they yeah were kind of doing for a while and it's not it hasn't been working a lot this year and you know hopefully now that that's all behind us but like for something that secret invasion was promising like it's yeah. just so unfortunate that i felt like we got more out of a secret invasion in the marvels than we did here yeah um it's just unfortunate um ass honestly ass uh look up look up the clips you need from the marvels yeah actually you know what's even funnier the marvels makes it kind of seem like secret invasion didn't really happen oh yeah i'm sure that was on purpose too (laughs) i mean that's what happens there's a lot of standalone events at marvel right but we, I was hoping for a bigger connection, but yeah, uh, yeah, don't just pass Secret Invasion. I, I hate to say it, but I, yeah, I tried. And it's I'm trying to be optimistic, but it, it's rough. It's rough, and that's I it's unfortunate. It's rough, you know. But it, it, it's they didn't let it cook. No, <laughs> it's, it's not they at had all. six episodes to fucking do a lot of nothing. I think. It's the like same. If I were to improve, ten episodes. Like it worked for Winter Soldier Falcon. That's easy. They're not as there's not a lot of subterfuge with them, right? Like it's action point, action point. I think with if you have like a spy character with intrigue, you need more time to build and have a. Yeah, that's just me. It's what just were you gonna that, say, Brand? I was I was actually gonna say like this is a lesser Falcon and Winter Soldier in the fact that there's only like one character you actually care about. Unfortunate. Anyway, uh, Marvels, you can see that. that Marvels is actually good, it, and there's a really good like post-credit scene. Oh yeah, are we gonna talk about it? Talk about it. I mean, we've been talking spoilers for Blast stuff. All right, spoilers. I mean, we yeah we have been, but I just some things I haven't been touching. Uh, X Men, baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was cool. Uh, so at the end, uh, Spectrum, uh, there's like a hole created in their universe by the villain then they have spectrum to close it the only way to close it is on their other side of another universe uh, spectrum closes it and then they land of course she's recovered by the x-men you get a nice little visit from beast himself kelsey grammar checking that out was so cool has the classic excuse me the classic like 90s look too which was cool good to see not i mean i didn't mind his look in days of future past for two seconds or the one in uh uh x-men last stand uh, they went with like the classic look, so that's cool. And um, she, of course, sees another, which was really cool. Uh, yeah, I didn't expect that at all, but I'll leave that for you guys. So, but yeah, it's coming um, overall. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been coming all the time. Uh, yeah, th- again, this year for we didn't even see a lot. I mean, we saw a lot, but not. A lot, right? There's still other movies we haven't touched, shows we haven't touched. Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch. Like, I still haven't seen Blue Eye Samurai. Have you? No. I heard it was good. Marcello, he's probably... 
yeah, Marcel loves it. He's probably yelling at us right now if he hears this. Um, I still haven't seen the Godzilla show. My parents like oh, it a Monarch. Lot. Uh, the, yeah, Monarch. We got that trailer for uh, Godzilla Kong 2. It looks fun. Um, so We got a trailer a for a new like, Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, that that was a nice shadow drop. What the hell? Hell fuck? fucking yeah. I'm uh, so ready. I, I I love those movies, but I just didn't ex- I thought we were done, you know? But I was like, oh nope, we're going still. So, like, nah. okay. Take my money, whatever. Um yeah. So again, this year again it's been really strong. It's just unfortunate, like these studios are just not paying their people and they've been making great stuff and and we have seen what happens when you rush and the products of such. And of course, also, of course, when you let it sit and cook, right? Let it cook. <laughs> let it marinate. Mm-hmm. When you when you don't when you don't uh, write it off as a tax expense. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's. <laughs> We've seen the, uh, uh, you know. The, the lows and the highs of what you could do when you just not only have fun, but pay your people right what you get. Like, it, it's, it should be a no fucking brainer, but yeah, it, it's the suits. And then, you know, and same for games this year, too. We had the whole talk about that this year, too, with all these games. It's most people getting laid off. To, it's, yeah, but anyway, I digress. We had a whole thing about that, but a lot of good shit. And we just powered through. So much good stuff that we I saw, and yeah, um, some I, I, I'm pretty sure we skipped, but um, like I didn't expect to talk to, about a few of them too, so that's good, yeah. All right, Brian, before we go, what's your top two for this year that stand out in your mind? Well, I mean, Godzilla for one, that's that's a no brainer, that one was just too good. Um, oh. As far as something I really, really enjoyed. You know, I, I'll i probably honestly say uh, Guardians 3 is was a really, really good bringing. Like, it, it's, like I say, it's the wrap-up of a trilogy. Um... It like I feel like all the pieces just felt right, and it, even though it's the wrap up of of a of a story, it made me still want more. Like I, I like yeah. it makes you love those character, like all the characters. Like if you have if you have a story with an ensemble like that, and it does a it finds a way to make you care about every single one of them equally. I feel like you did a good job. So I'll say I'll say that uh, Godzilla minus one and Guardians three. How about you? Shit. What are your top two? Oh man, I, I I was just thinking I I don't think I could do a top two. There's just <laughs> so many. Um, but yeah, definitely Godzilla minus one. Uh, it's so fucking hard. It hit harder than in some of these legit movies. You know, I was like blown away how good. I mean, we also saw it recently too. There's that you know recency bias, but still, like overall, I'm not thinking about those other movies the same way. Like it's it's just that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Godzilla Mice One. Um, I do want to say Blue Beetle. Like, it, it hit me. Like, it, it made me cry in some ways. So I just, I think it deserves that that love. 
Um, but yeah, of course I can't like that, that's more like a like shout like honorable mention. Honorable mention also to Shin Common Rider. That shit was just hella fun. <laughs> Shin Kamen Rider was a really good time. I, I that that surprised me too. I just as far as having fun going to the theater, walking out like like you know, big smile on my face, that that did it. But yeah, Loki as well. Loki, I think it just blew me away. Um I want I want to give two honorable mentions, um, just just to kind of as a wrap up to like this year, kind of pretty much, yeah. like I, we did a whole review series on it, but in the past, but like Last of Us was still oh, yeah. a really good piece of TV. Uh, it was a lot better than it deserved to be. Um, so that's definitely like must watch for anyone that hasn't watched it yet. Um, but also, this technically happened last year, but it got released this year in the dub. But we got to see Ash Ketchum become a, a Pokemon master. Oh, yeah. He became a That's world champion. He became a world champion uh, overseas this <laughs> this year. Japan got to see it. Japan got to see it uh, last year. We get to see it this year. Um, but I, I want to say that because. I know Pokemon is a very like you know it's it's focused on the kids but like everybody can love it. Um, yeah, I wish that they would do a better job of coming out with the localizations faster because I feel like the whole other anime anime industry has figured that shit out, but for some reason the Pokemon company still takes almost half a year to get uh, localizations out. So even though the whole world knows that Ash became a world champion, like we couldn't see it for another like half a year. And it was it's it's frustrating. But I will say this, the localization team did a really good job of bringing on the feels because once you see Ash become world champion, it becomes like a um you know, greatest hits kind of um epilogue. And so you actually get to see all of the old, you know, people, Pokemon that Ash has run across throughout his entire journey. And then, it, and then it wraps up with a very nice um, montage package with the original theme song in the background of it. And it was just like, oh, fuck, this hits hard. Um, Man, I got to definitely see it now. It's it's. Definitely a nice send off to a character that's pretty much been around for, you know, almost thirty fucking years, like our yeah, entire childhood. Say, yeah. Um, and of course, uh, I guess uh, I want to ask you, Joel, because I was going to say because um, Pokemon Horizons is coming out. That's something I'm looking forward to. Um, and of course, Godzilla and stuff. Uh, was there anything that you're particularly looking forward to coming up? in the next year or so it got pushed back but it was um captain america for oh that's right uh just because we're gonna see the thunderbolts in there they announced sentry for those who know if you know you know um but i know they had to rewrite because one of the characters is like a uh uh, like pro Israeli superheroes, so they gotta redo some of that right now. For oh, okay. Reasons, and of course Harrison Ford, a superhero movie. So, uh, but yeah, it's um, I know Craven's supposed to fucking come out. But, <laughs> um, Madam Web, Deadpool three, Deadpool two, Deadpool three. I 
whenever I think about Deadpool 2, I'm like, oh, such so good. It's so fun. Um, that movie, stop with the fucking spoilers, people. It made me upset. But yeah, like leaking those images. But it, it's going to be good, especially with that Disney movie. Yeah, just can you, you can go without your clicks or clout for like 10 minutes, guys. Come on. I know we're all, we all want a little bit of it, but just, just don't spoil it for the rest of us, okay? Come on now. Anyway, uh, Deadpool 3, I'm sure that, yeah, Godzilla, of course, GBK 2. Um, I would love a shadow like trailer of Pacific Rim 3. That's really Ooh, I want them to. I know people didn't like to. I, I love to. It was it knew what it was, as far as I'm concerned. But I would love an ending to a good ending to, to Pacific Rim. Okay. You know, so. Awesome. That's what I say. All right. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of stuff. You talked about it. If you made it this far, sorry, we're, we're like, I'm like turning off, thinking of all the shit we just talked about. So, thank you for sticking with us. Um, that was, yeah, again, a lot of stuff. If you haven't seen it, let us know what you think when you do, or if you did see it, if you like some of our takes or didn't, you know where to let us know, right? Right? You die with nerdcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know what you think. Bad takes, hot takes, you agree, disagree? You think Oppenheimer was the best thing of the year? Let us know why. Where else can you find us? Facebook, TikTok, threads, Twitter. Did I say Facebook already? TikTok, say it again. Instagram. There's, I'm, I'm, I'm there's, a lot, there's a lot of places now. It's, it's yeah, you can a lot. find us there. Uh, check our link in our bio, our link tree or whatever. Yeah. Let us know. Check our stuff. Oh, of course, we're on Twitch. We got live stuff. We just did the Game of the Year awards. How could I forget? That That's was right. interesting. We had some good stuff. Uh, Thirty <laughs> minutes of presentation. Uh, hours for over three three hour show. But yeah, we were definitely excited for Blade, Hellblade, God of War stuff, and more. Go check it out. We love video games. There's more to come too. We're still working on some of the clips through that. Yeah, just check out our full react there if you want. We're also on YouTube. We finally hit 25 subscribers, y'all. Yeah, That's baby. That's 25 people who want to see our content. So thank you to the 25. If you're listening or rewatching. Thank you so much. Let's pump those numbers up if we can. Let's do it. Joel, you know what would be really exciting? If we can get to... Don't leak stuff and we still get... Well, that's, that's true, but... 25 is a real cool number. We, we're very thankful for that 25, but you know it would be cooler? 50? 40? Subscribers. 50? 60? 70? 80? 100? Dude, so, I'd be fucking stoked if we had 50. Holy shit. And you guys can make that happen. Just, you know, share share what, what you like. Let people know that we're here. We're nerdy. Leave us a comment. There's a like button there, too. Not... The YouTube algorithm really likes oh. that like button. Oh, God, the algorithm. <laughs> Biting a fucking kaiju, that thing, for real. All right, Brian, <laughs> where can we find you, though? If they want to hear more from you or see you in action, where can they find you? Well, they can find me on, uh, you know, Instagram, uh, threads. I still kind of have a Twitter X account, kind of. Um, but at Brian Saber, you can find me there. Um, of course, uh, I 
do have a Twitch account, but I haven't been using it. So if you want to follow there, in case I do go on there, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash at Brian Saber. But Joel, where can people find you? Find me under the moniker Mad Mech Monster Mine on SoundCloud, TikTok, and also on Twitch. I changed it recently. I'm gonna put some stuff up there sometime. Winter break's coming up. I'll probably finally hit Ragnarok. I keep saying it. Um, hey. We have started playing Baldur's Gate together. I do want to record that. I think that'd be fun. We had we had a lot of fucking fun last night playing stuff. I I do want to capture our hijinks. I think it'll be hilarious and upsetting already. I we had some <laughs> crit fail or two. So. Oh, there. I'm also on Twitter or X, Acoustic Avenger. The eyes replaced with the one. Find us there. But again, yeah, we nerdcast gmail.com. Yeah, we nerd. That's us. Also, happy birthday, Rogue One. Seven hey. years old, baby. The best Star Wars film. Tell me why or why not. Email us. Interesting. All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't. 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 I don